Welcome, welcome, welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes, and my guests today are returning for the second time, Jeremy and Carrie Muner, and they come on the show to discuss their new podcast, or I should say revamped podcast, Surviving Your Mind, which you can find on Spotify or Amazon and Apple Podcasts, and they talk about everything they went through and have gone through in this last year, a couple of events, which uh, I myself was happily to be a part of. And it's just a great time. Now, before we get to this episode, I would like to just take a moment and pay a tribute to my friend Waffler69, who unfortunately lost his life a couple days ago. I've had him on the podcast here, so a lot of you have probably heard his episode. And I was very shocked, and honestly, I didn't want to believe it when I heard the news. Very sad. Such an amazing person. So full of life. So happy, you know. And he was just a great guy. So if you guys have a chance, go back and listen to that episode as a tribute to Waffler69. Unbelievable. Life is short. Please live your life to the fullest because tomorrow is never promised and he will be missed. RIP, my buddy. So let's go ahead and start this episode with Jeremy and Carrie Muner this week on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking. Where creators come to play. Tick talking, a tick find out what they have to say. Tick talking, a tick talking, fascinating interview. Tick talking, a tick talking, tick talking with Kevin Hughes. They are back, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, my now family. Jeremy and Carrie Muner. Welcome back, guys. What's up? What is up, Kevin? We Not miss much. You. I know. I miss you guys too. So, a lot has happened since we did our first recording. For sure. I don't know what it was about that first one, but we really connected and uh, we started talking quite a bit. And then, what was it? The first time we met, was it in Vegas? Was that the first time we Yeah, it was the first yes. time we met in person. Yep. So yeah, we met up in Vegas and hung out quite a bit. And then I invited you guys to come to my show and be a part of that. So we got to hang out in July and uh, we talk all the time now. It's crazy. It's And now you guys are starting or have started your, your new podcast, or I guess you revamped it. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think when um, we first chatted, you hadn't started your podcast at all. So that's come about this full year as well, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. So, I mean, I guess let's start off by telling everybody about your podcast and and what it's about and where they can find it and stuff like that. So the, the title of it is called surviving your mind by Jeremy and Carrie. Um, we started out on anchor, which pushes it out to Spotify. Um, we revamped our podcast from what we originally started and so we're now on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, 
and I believe Amazon. Mm -hmm. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So, but surviving your mind uh, or survival of your mind, I have tattoos on my body. I believe the words and the meaning of it. Um, we're, we're our own worst enemies, you know, our, our own self-talk is negative, positive, but most of the time it's negative and we just tear ourselves down or we just create stories in our mind that isn't actual reality or what's actually going on. We're just making it worse for ourselves and the whole situation. So that's where surviving your mind comes about. Um, but Carrie, she found this 12 week program and I'll let her, you know, talk about that. But it starts out with like your childhood trauma and it helps you get in touch with your inner child again. So, you know, you can be at peace with the past um, and move forward. And so we're kind of starting our podcast is starting out um, working through some of our childhood traumas and experiences. And then we're working our way up to present time with our story. And then after that, our goal is to start um, adding guests in to start sharing their story, to give them an opportunity to share their voice, because that's what everybody wants is to be heard and to be able to share their voice. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we, we were super excited. So, um, I was trying to get into the VA from like April until it was the end of September and they kept trying to get me into um, community care for this DBT program. So I talked to the community care guy and he was like, well, I'm doing my best, but you need to, you need to go out and find your own too. You need to, you know, try to go find your own therapist and find your own DBT stuff. And I was like, okay, isn't that your job? And he was like, you know, but you could. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I ended up doing it finally. Um, and so I did a four week program with this DBT therapy, which was like, um, it's basically a non-judgmental way of thinking of yourself um, because basically we are so critical of ourself constantly. So like say you drop something and you're like, God, you're so fucking stupid to yourself in your head. Um, we all, you know, we all do that. But once you get, mm -hmm. once you say that your brain memorizes it and it becomes a cellular memory. And so I didn't know all of this stuff, you know. I just thought that I was just a broken, messed up PTSD. Um, I was misdiagnosed with borderline, actually. Um, I thought I had borderline from April until about two months ago. Um, my therapist and me that I found, <laughs> um, she was, she's also a DBT therapist, but she's like, there's no possible way that you have borderline. Like, we've gone through the book backwards and forwards several times and she's like you don't have any of the criteria she's like and the more we're working together she's like you don't have any of the symptoms that you know that they're slapping on this and I was like okay you know I was like I believe you I'm gonna start listening to my inner self <laughs> instead of people and that's what people have done their whole lives um, and once you start getting connected to yourself you quit hearing all of those opinions and they start silencing um, and you start getting this inner peace. It's the craziest thing. And um, my therapist, she, she gave me these three people. And she's like, here's um, Lisa Romano. Here is, um, I can't think it was like Stephanie Lynn, life coach. And um, 
The Overwhelmed Brain by Paul. Then they, I think they were all on Spotify or YouTube. And she said, let me know if anything or any of those help. And I was like, okay, cool. So um, I looked up one and it was just very, just wasn't for me. And I looked up another one and I got to the third one and it just freaking clicked. Like a light bulb went off and I was like, this is genius. This lady has done so much research. Like I just need to listen to her stuff. And I just got hooked on um, growing and, and it, knowledge, you know, like knowledge is seriously the key <laughs> to everything. Um, and so I was like, Jeremy, do you mind if I do like this 12 week program? And I was like, do you want to do it with me? And he was like, sure, why not? And, and I was like, well, it's about childhood, like he- healing your childhood. And he was like, great. Yes, I'll do it with you. <laughs> you know, cuz like who wants to relive their childhood? But not that's me. not that's not what it is. Like it's not like you sit down and you're you're thinking about every single memory. She's teaching you how to heal through it by validating your traumas. Um, but it was just mind-blowing and to look back of who I was last year, it's like I don't even know that person. Um, I'm very emotionally regulated now. Um, I don't have these weird outbursts. I don't get angry. Um, the, the other day we walked into a, a basketball game and, um, my daughter took my lint roller without asking. It was, I was covered in hair and I, I had to work the concession stand and I was just mm-hmm. completely covered in hair and the lint roller was gone. And, um, she walked inside and we were all walking in and I was like, I'm really mad right now, Jake. And he was like, you're mad. And I was like, yes, I am mad. And he was like, okay, Poppy. And I was like, seriously, I know you can't tell, but I really am. <laughs> like, that's all it was. But I really, like, I didn't have that, that anger, like, I would have had. Like, you know, it's like this crazy thing. And and then, um, like, another time she broke something. And I'm the, the kid that broke up, or broke up. I'm the kid that grew up with um, you spilled milk and you get yelled at. Or you break something, you get yelled at. So guess what? I was that mom until I realized I didn't want to be that mom. (laughs) And now I have like no reactions to that stuff. And I don't even react to him when he has his weird reactions and I just leave him in it. And he's weird compared to what? I know. Right. That's another thing. (laughs) Anyway, it's just mind blowing. So if you guys uh, want to learn about your inner child and what to do with her or him, you should go check it out. I've been talking to you guys a lot. I mean, we probably text at least once a week, like minimum, right? I mean, close to. And I have heard and seen some of the struggles that you guys have gone through this past year. So this 12-week program that you're going through really sounds phenomenal. And I'm so excited for you guys because it seems like I have definitely noticed a huge change in the way you're thinking, the way you're acting, um, and I love that. And then the second thing is one thing I don't—I haven't told you guys this, but I idolize this about you too. I love how you guys are so close, like you guys, and you know, you're beyond the average married couple. Like I think watching you guys go through this together and being able to help the other one when both of you are going through it at the same time is so 
admiring. And when, when one person's down, you never let it bring you down. You just try to help them, you know, get better. And you both do it to each other. And, and I find that such an amazing relationship. And I personally just, I admire that. And I, and I think that you guys are so perfect for each other in so many ways. And that I know you both went through divorces also like myself. And I do believe things happen for a reason. And from what I've learned from you guys in this past year, you guys definitely went through what you went through for a reason. And that was to find each other because I didn't know you when you guys were married before, but everything I've heard, it sounds like your relationship is so much more healthy now. And, and like myself, you actually now feel what love really is. Whereas like myself in my past marriage, I thought I was in love, but then as that came and went and I'm in my new relationship and my new marriage, I now know what love feels like. And, and it's complete opposite of what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And I just love how you guys can come together as a couple. And if Jeremy wants to do something, Carrie, you always have his back. And just like you said earlier, with asking Jeremy if he cared if you did that 12-week program and him stepping in and say, I'll do it with you, even when he's at, in a position where he doesn't want to relive his childhood, but he wants to do it for you. I just think that is absolutely amazing, and I'm so happy for you guys. I mean, I've watched you guys change so much this past year. You know, we got your podcast going. Um we got, and I kind of want to talk about when you guys came to Colorado in July, uh, you had never been on stage, neither had I, but like you guys have stage fright. I mean, you guys have a fear of talking to people in public, like large groups. Mm -hmm. and, yes, that was so hard. But you guys together again went out there and accomplished it. And you guys killed, you did a whole was it 10 to 15 minute stand-up comedy routine yep. then sat down with me and we had a, a short podcast interview, but I mean, you guys did it. Like you put everything wow, aside, <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I don't think if it was just one of you, you would have been able to do it by yourselves, but together you're, you were able no. to accomplish it. <laughs> I don't think so. Not at that time. No, no way. No. no. I mean, I probably, I probably could have went up there and like mumbled some stuff, but I don't know. Nah. We're, we're, we're much stronger together. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And, and first off, I, I want to appreciate everything that you just said. Um, we do understand what love is now. And I really put our relationship to the test in 2018, um, with my standoff and my suicide attempt. Um, she, she had to witness the whole thing. Um, so going through that and living through that trauma and working together and staying by somebody's side, I mean, you really, you really realize how much that person means to you and, and how much, how much worth you have because they're willing to stand by you after this horrific event that you just put them through. I mean, that shows a lot. And I think, I think Kevin Hart says it the best in that saying. Your bullshit 
is my bullshit, and my bullshit is your bullshit, and that's <laughs> how we survive. Is because whatever's happening to her, it's happening to me. We're married. This isn't. This isn't. Oh. You know, Carrie's family's fucking with her today, so I'm just going to sit over here and watch football. No, it affects me, you know what I mean? Because we're connected, we're married, when in sickness and in health, you know? And I took a vow to that, and I stand by it. So I, I appreciate everything that you said. Yeah, and I will be honest, it is very comforting and nice to hear someone say that because I don't think there are enough couples out there that understand that when you do take your vows through sickness and health, like you just said, they they say it because they think they mean it, mean it. But when they're in that actual situation, I don't think there are many couples that actually abide to that that commitment. Right. Right. Another thing I admire about you guys is that right there. Like yeah. it, it's so it's so nice and just to see how much you guys have committed to each other. Like you are the definition of a marriage. You truly are. And it's, it's so amazing. I I appreciate that, Kevin. I mean, we're, we're far from perfect. I promise you, we, nobody's perfect. We've, uh, we've come to breaking points. I mean, we, we've come to breaking points where, you know, we talked about other options. I've slept in other rooms. I mean, there's, we, we give each other pushback and, and I know a lot of people see the wonderful side on, you know, some of the videos that we post and stuff. And 98% of the time, that's us. But 2%, it can get really ugly. And both of us, we're in couples therapy. We enjoy it. It, it works. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 nice. it, 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 it takes hard work, you know? Like if there's like any subject that we still can't talk about and stay in that level-headed, like the wise mind is what we call it. Um, we will literally just be like, okay, I'm putting this in a jar now. And I'll, and one of us will close it and we're not mm-hmm. talking about it. And we will literally bring it up the next week in therapy and talk it out. Because, yep. I mean, and our therapist will shut our shit down. Like if we start trying to argue, she'll be like, oh, yes, we know you guys are good at arguing. Okay, hold on. Yeah. And she'll make us shut up. Yep. <laughs> and then we're like, dang it, we are good at arguing. I mean, and then because she's reminding us we're on the same fucking team. Like we right. we we have the same goal. It's just we have different point of view sometimes. Right. And we, we get excited yeah. and we're very passionate. So she's she's freaking awesome. So yeah. it's it's well, been good. Like just like you said, it's the same goal, right? You guys are on the same page, but you have this, each individual has it in their head that they want to win this argument. So they come up with their own wording or, or argument to win that fight, you know, whether it like, and, and ultimately you're fighting for the exact same thing he's fighting for, but you're, you know, you're just wanting right. to win. Like it's, us as humans, we're very competitive mm-hmm. and, and winning to us is a very big deal. So I think a lot of fights are very unnecessary, but they will happen because one there always has to be one winner. And right. everybody wants to be that winner. Right. So I think that I personally want to do counseling or therapy myself with my wife. And it's not and we get along great. It's uh-huh. not it's not that kind of thing. It's just more of I think no matter what it is, like what situation you're in, 
a perfect relationship, which I don't believe if any of you out there are saying you're in a perfect relationship, I don't no. believe it. But say it is, metaphorically speaking, a perfect relationship, or on the other hand, it's a horrible relationship, I think any one of those couples could use therapy. And because I do believe even if you are in that perfect quote unquote scenario, um, there are still things that I don't, I don't believe that you guys, that those, that couple actually speaks to about, about situations. Like they, they're holding back somehow, some way, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to hurt the other person. So they keep their mouth closed. But in all reality, what they could be saying to that other person might actually be beneficial for that other person, but they don't want to bring it up to hurt their feelings. And so mm-hmm. I, I guess, uh, and I bet there's a lot of couples out there listening right now that are kind of going through that same thinking process of maybe we should do therapy, but I don't want to be that couple known to do therapy. Cause for some reason in this society, people think that when you go to therapy, like there's a lot of things wrong and you guys are, like unfixable, but that's not the case at all. So I'm curious with you guys being in therapy, couples therapy, can you kind of share, I guess, where you were when you started in therapy, how it's helped you and how people thinking about it, why you think it's a uh, very beneficial e- on either side of, of the spectrum, you know, whether they're, they think they don't need it and they're a good couple <clears throat> or they're a bad couple and want to fix it. So my perspective on this she may see this different, but for me, mainly for us, what we're utilizing it for is to help better communicate. So like she said, we perceive things differently or we have different outlooks on things, or she may have five extra steps to a consequence when I think the consequence should be in two steps. So, there's just a, a communication barrier between us is because I'm more on the logical side. So I don't have an emotional standpoint of it. So I skip through a lot of things and she thinks I'm moving too fast because she, she uses her emotional brain. So she's very, very tied to her emotions and everything's emotional and both are, on the wrong side of the scale. I mean, you need to be in the middle, you know what I mean? So we're just trying to work towards each other to meet in the middle with communication. And also another thing is my struggles with my PTSD from military, my suicide attempts. I I was alcoholic, recovering alcoholic right now. So I have a lot of struggles that have flowed into her life that has caused her pain and caused her trauma through things that she's witnessed on my episode. It helps us work through these problems together as a couple, because when I have a flashback back to Afghanistan, it's not just quietly in my head and nobody else is affected. I mean, I may get quiet and stop talking and, and complete, I may get up and leave and walk away. I may have an angry outburst, it affects everybody around me. So it's to help her better understand my side and it's to help me better understand her side. Also, with it, is it helps out on the intimacy side of your relationship. Yo. Because, <laughs> no, I'm being serious. So the more honest and open you are with your partner, 
right? You're not trying to hide from distractions in your head or anything else. You can actually open up and be at peace with your partner. She knows everything about you. You know everything about her. You guys are experiencing it. You're sharing it. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing. Just clear your mind, and you guys just make the best love ever. You know what I mean? And it's true for me, mm-hmm. and I, I love it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, for me, on my side, so it's actually my therapist that I found. Um, she's a DBT certified therapist, which I have never had one before, and they're phenomenal because, did I say that right? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're DBT, phenomenal. Yeah. What does DBT stand for? Um, it's dialect behavioral therapy. Yep. Did I say that right? Yeah. Behavioral therapy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically it's a, the non-judgmental way of thinking. So you're, you, I mean, like it, it's, it's just awesome. Like I'll have to send you some stuff so you can look at it. But, um, so I was with her from September until, I was at least halfway through our 12-week program when we started the couples. So I see her once a week. So we actually see her twice a week now because um, I'm in community care. So I'm also going to be using her as my therapist too. So it's her therapist, my therapist, and our couples therapist. She's amazing, and she is very discreet. And I don't recommend couples to use the same therapist unless you absolutely trust your therapist and your therapist can show complete restraint on not sharing information. She's like, the, it's, it's so weird. Like she's so not connected with you and cold, but then at the same time, she's so warm and like helps you. It's yeah. so weird. Like. And, but a very non-judgmental way. And if you are being critical of yourself, man, she will cut you off and be like, you are being very critical right now. And like, she'll just straight like, like, cause we're trying to stop that. Like, there's no need to be critical of yourself for any reason. Like people screw up. I mean, like, I mean, just people are And that's human. all, that's also why we utilize her for couples therapy is like, I'm, I think I'm the worst in our family about hating themselves and just, Shame and guilt. Yeah. For and military. I, I trash myself all the time, and they have to sit around and listen to it and everything. So we work through that in our couples therapy as well. So we're getting to the point where I'm starting to accept a half a compliment, or I'll say like a half positive thing and then a half <laughs> negative thing about myself. So it's kind of, I, I mean, I'm getting there. No, you're mm-hmm. doing much better. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, no. <laughs> uh, I could tell you, myself included, there's a lot of people that that care and love for you. And uh, I think a lot of that shows on social media, you know. I think the following you guys have is definitely not just for one of you. It's it's definitely both of you as a couple. Mm -hmm. And so other people see exactly what I see, you know, the closeness and they might not know you personally, like I do now, but they see the closeness. They see how well you guys are together and they see you as individuals. Like I don't, I know you can't control your own mind sometimes because I myself am hard on myself and probably a lot of other people are 
hard on themselves as well. Like you said, you're your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I, I can tell you on my side of things, like, you are a really great dude. And I highly respect, I highly respect you. I consider, consider you my brother. And I think Carrie is very lucky to have you. And you are very lucky to have her. And spending time with you guys, like, you're a great father. You're a great stepfather. And that's, that's hard to do. I'm a stepfather myself. And it's very, very difficult. But you Told have... You. Punch me in the fillers tonight, Kev. <laughs> he is amazing. But I think, He's and that's amazing. the thing, I think you, I think people need to hear this. You know, I think you always hear it from your spouse, right? Like, I'm sure she always tells you how much she loves you and, and how great you are. But we, as people, get used to that. When we're with somebody all the time, their words mean something to us, but it's not, it gets to a point where it's not as strong as hearing it from from someone on the outside who's who you don't spend every day with. And I, everything I'm saying, I absolutely feel that way. And I think you, you're just going to keep getting better, man. And, and same with you, Carrie, like you guys are both amazing people. And I love that. I can now call myself a family member or friend. Yeah. And, no, uh, family, man. <laughs> and, and I love it. And you guys are just so amazing and keep going. Cause you guys, just watching you guys this past year, you've accomplished so much. I mean, getting on stage, accomplishing that fear, uh, being out in public in Vegas, which which you guys said was really hard to do in front, you know, being around all those people, uh, you accomplished that. Uh, and not only just you two, like you brought you brought children with you. And, yeah, and sober. Yeah. We were yeah. sober. I mean, so. <laughs> and you defeated that. You know, you oh. defeated – the urge to want to have a beer or the urge to, you know, whatever, whatever you have bad habit wise, like whether it's gambling or drinking or whatever you, you fought it all. And and not once did I hear you out there say you wanted it or complain about not having it. And that right there takes strength. So you guys are doing great. And uh, I mean, I'm just proud of you. I really am. I appreciate it. You know, the the first time we went to Vegas for a TikTok event, it was for a veteran charity. And that's when I that's when I first relapsed after I got out of my program. And we ended up it was in front of I mean, the whole group at the pool party at, at night, the dinner party. Um, we ended up getting kicked out. Um, it was embarrassing, humiliating. The second time we went to Vegas, that's when we were with you. I was sober. We tried it. It was amazing. Ever since then, we went there for the Cheer Choice Awards, right? And we've mm-hmm. just been working on our mental health. We've been working on our relationship, working on ourself, working with you, the podcast, uh, did the show in Colorado. And then a year later, coming up for the Cheer Choice Awards in 2023, I'm ecstatic. I made it into the top 10. And I don't have to win to feel like a winner. To me, from where I came from to making it in that top 10, I feel like I won. And then the families that are getting all these donations and help through through this program is absolutely amazing. And I'm glad that myself and Carrie could be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
being nominated. So it's been it's been an amazing ride since we've started out with this whole social media thing. And from where we were to who we are now, it's amazing. Yeah. Something yeah. to be proud of. And you both got nominated individually for different categories. And mm-hmm. and so how many how many people were in each category that were nominated? So the military the military one that I was in, I think there was two hundred some. Okay. In that category. And then she was in comedy and then the inspirational motivational for up to the five hundred thousand followers. And I think each of those God, we're in the thousands. Yeah, those were a lot. Yeah. I made it all the way down to the one before the 10 round, so I didn't make it to that one. But I am just so honored to even be nominated. Like, I was so shocked when I found out. Like, it was so cool. Right. And to be nominated for two different categories, like, this year has been amazing. If I'm correct on this, I may be a little off, but I think there's around... A billion people on TikTok. Yeah. A billion people. And you guys, both of you individually, were nominated for a category with 200 people in yours. So 200 people out of, how I mean, there has to be millions upon millions of, of military uh, personalities on, right. on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You, even in the thousands... Um, and then, you know, coming down to, I don't know, the top, was it top 50, top 20, something like that? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was the top 25. Top 25, I think, is what mine was. I Out of that you. many people. I know. To be nominated. Comedy? Yeah, I was Com- yeah, Comedy is <laughs> one of the number one, it's probably one of the number one um, most performed, I guess, on TikTok. Whether it's know, you know, right? making your own videos yeah. or stand-up. And you were one of them. I mean, how amazing. I know. I know. She's hilarious. So, I, oh, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. crazy, though. I kind of lost my funny bone, though, for a while. Because, like, when you start your healing journey, like, I don't have the need to, like, make people laugh and make myself laugh anymore because I'm happy. Like, I have this peace. Like, I've been so happy after I finished that course. Girl, you still got your facial expressions. I I mean, I know I have that. I can still do that. But I felt like I've been lost because this, I might cry, damn it. We did take a week break over the holidays, so we've been off. I I feel like a part of me died. Like, it's weird. I I don't know. So I had to, like, take a little time off because I was like, I was like, babe, I don't feel like making anyone laugh. Like, I don't know what else to do right now. So... Like, and it's okay to take breather and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, Yeah. it is. I'm just, but I'm happy. These are not sad tears. These are happy tears now. (laughs) Cause it's like, but it's true. Now I know what it, what it means by all of the, the comedians and the people that they seem so happy when they're not, when they're, they're at their peak and they're their funniest and they're doing their best is when they feel the shittiest. And I know. Because I was one of them. Yep. That's how a lot of comedians disguise their feelings. It's um, they try to disguise their depressive state by making other people laugh, which 
in our minds, when you're making someone laugh, they think you're funny, so they think you're okay. Right. You know, and, and that's that's not every comedian's like that, but there there are so many. And that's why you hear of so many phenomenal comedians committing suicide, you know, like right. Robin Williams and yep. uh I mean there's just so many to name, but I could tell you you're funny without even trying to be funny. So <laughs> even when you think, oh, I don't feel like I don't feel like I don't have a funny bone. Well, you're naturally funny. And I could tell you that be- both of you, both of you are, because and I can tell you why I laugh just at your guys' text messages. So if you could be funny, <laughs> if you could be funny by through text, you're naturally funny. If you can make me laugh without even me hearing your voice, you guys are naturally funny. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> Thanks. If you ever get if you ever get close enough to get my number to text with me, I pretty much only text in gifts. <laughs> I love I'm the same way. I love communicating that way. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know, but we have I do the same like thing. the three musketeers though. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we always chat in a group text, so it's all three of us all the time talking and I think that's half of our half of our text messages are funny gifts and and uh, I don't know, just being stupid. Yeah. I, I like being stupid. Yeah. That's my type of comedy. So <laughs> that's too. That's too. Yeah. I but I want I want to say this part because I think it's really important actually. Um, so when we when we went to Colorado, like right before that, I literally called the suicide hotline, the nine eight eight number. Um. I literally was at my lowest point when we were leaving to go to Colorado. Like, we didn't even know if I was going to be able to go. But it was the best time ever. Um, and I got my shit together after that because I I was tired of feeling like shit. But that just kind of piggybacked off of, like, when people are at their highest. Like, I literally performed in a freaking theater in Denver, Colorado at my lowest time of my life. And I am so blessed that I pulled it off. Like it was the most humbling, amazing experience. And everybody from different areas of the entire country <laughs> together, you know, of America, it was crazy. I know um, you put you, you put on a good show. We thank you so much. It was so I amazing. tried. Like you, it was made a lot of work. Dreams come true. Yes, it was. Like thank you. <laughs> well, you guys also made my dreams come true because. I mean, my show wouldn't have been anything without you guys not only you and Rise and Christian putting your faith and trust in me and allowing uh, or uh, and accepting my offer to come and perform at the show. And, you know, so you made my dreams come true as well. And it would have been nothing without all of you guys. So, you know, I may have put the event together, but you guys made the event event if that makes sense well thank you you're we, awesome we you're, love all of them it was like a family it was it was amazing your, your hospitality was amazing like you set the bar high so whenever you come and visit us we're gonna have to like you know show you a really good time because i mean we had the fourth of july event that you you hosted with us or or you took us to invited oh us gosh, to that was amazing you took us downtown we picked them up you, you the show like you did you did you the did radio show job. too uh, yeah, the, the radio, radio show, show was so that epic. Was oh my gosh, yeah. it was so amazing. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. There were so many things we were forgetting. I know we're forgetting other stuff. Yeah. 
Ugh. Yeah, it was it was just a phenomenal time, and so we had met already once in April. I like literally maybe thirty seconds to a minute met Rise in person in Vegas, and then I hadn't met Christian at all yet. Right. So having everybody once again put their faith and trust in me and agree to come to the show, and you know fly out here just to perform for that one night. And getting to meet everybody, it was so crazy how we all just connected. There was no awkwardness, you know? Like, Not it didn't feel all. like we were all meeting meeting for the first time in person. And, you know, I had spoken to everybody like this through the computer. But, I mean, that's not really – you get to know them a little bit, but that's not on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And, right. And it, and it definitely felt like we already all – knew each other for a very long time when we all met in Denver. And uh, that just made it that much more fun. And it made it, it just made it such a great memory, you know? Right. I just figured it out. Literally all of us are the most non-judgmental people I've ever met. You know what I mean? Like Rise entertains everyone. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, McCartney, same thing. Us, veterans, civilians, doesn't matter. Like, we love everybody. Like, everybody is our family. If you are our follower, you are our family. And I think that's what it was. Like, we were just all very loving, compassionate people. And it was. It was a family. Like, as soon as McCartney got into the car, man, (laughs) he was cutting it up and making our son laugh. And, I mean, he made our son dreams come true. (laughs) My son, he idols. He idolizes Christian McCartney. He thinks he's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So he, my stepson as well. I mean, you made you made my son's weekend, and then I got to call out my son for his embarrassing TikTok on stage. So it made my daughter complete completely cackle. That was hilarious. (laughs) So it made her time as well, and you did all that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to say something else that I'm very. I'm beyond very, I am beyond words uh, impressed and excited for, but every single person that participated in that live show, myself, you guys, Christian and Rise, have all, how do I want to put this? You, everybody's made so many more things happen since that live show grown my podcast has made it to the top 10 percent most downloaded podcast on spotify you guys yeah you guys have accomplished so much in yourselves and overcome so many fears and made your relationship better and started your podcast christian i don't know if you've spoken to him lately Mm-hmm. He's doing he's doing shows in Hollywood. He's he's traveling the country like he wanted to do. And Rise, he got offered a a, a talent uh was it a talent contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be doing huge things too. I mean, all of us have re- even through the hard times, we've been so successful since that live show, and I'm so proud of each and every one of us for doing what we love and keeping it going. And it's, it's just been so amazing. So amazing. Absolutely. It just, it just goes to show like 
the pe- it's not necessarily the people that I have on this show, but the the people that we are all attracted to are good people and hardworking people and strive to succeed in their goals and their dreams. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's definitely yeah. our group. And I mean, we've all made a pact that if we can turn this, that live show into a traveling thing or book more events that we would all do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know? definitely. It was so much fun. Yeah. And it, it's just huge. It's a, it's such a huge accomplishment for all of us. Nerve wracking, <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, Oh, I was, I was freaking out too. I mean, I've never done stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. and you know, you killed it though. I, yeah, you did. You made me laugh out well, loud a lot of times. <laughs> man, I was sweating like a stuck hog. Man, I was, oh, I was too. I was drenched. I'm so glad you're wearing a black shirt. <laughs> I was wearing the unicorn shirt. It was so cute. Yeah. Well, and so I had never written down like a, a comedy script or whatever you want to call it. So when I was doing it, some of the stuff was funny. In my head, but is that going to be funny to everybody else? That's what kept going through my head. And then, you know, I didn't rehearse it in front of anybody beforehand. So I had no idea what people were, how people were going to react. And then on top of that, I was so busy promoting the show, getting everything set up, making sure everybody was good to go. I rehearsed it the night I, I wrote it. it was the only time I rehearsed it other than 10 minutes before I went on stage. Wow. <laughs> So I, I mean, I'll admit that, uh, I missed about a good solid seven minutes probably of what I had written down because I, I forgot, but, um, I thought you you pulled it off. You really did. (laughs) Well, luckily I was able to keep it flowing. So it didn't sound like I was forgetting anything. Right. Like if I didn't remember anything in particular, I would automatically go to the next thing I remembered to try to keep it flowing because I felt like if I stopped and I was like, and um, 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 and like trying to remember, it would have let everybody down. So I was like, there's no way I'm letting everybody everybody down. Aww. So I am just gonna whatever I remember is what I'm gonna say. If it comes back to me, great. If not, I'm not gonna let anybody know that I forgot. You know, I'm not gonna make them feel like I forgot any of my performance. And yeah, I was, skipped. I skipped over. <laughs> I skipped over a part, so she had to skip her part. So we missed like a whole section. So yeah. ours—that's what ours was faster than what it was supposed to be. But yeah, we skipped something too. It is what it is. I—I I honestly, I honestly don't even remember being up there on stage. Like I was like blacked out with my eyes open. Like I was beyond yeah. nervous. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't remember saying anything on stage. I don't even remember sitting down doing our interview. Honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just... That's how my fourth grade choir um, thing was. Hey, we need to jot that down and ask her therapist. What what does that mean? She has words that we don't know. It's weird. I'll remember. It's weird. I'm like, ooh, what... Anyway. But did did you do the same thing? Like, do you remember being on stage? I do. Um, But I think what was helpful to me, and I think what was able... What enabled me to perform i guess like i did which i i think i have a lot of growing to do but i think i did okay for my first time Mm -hmm. was the lights that were shining on me on stage it didn't allow me to see the audience really so not seeing everybody with their eyes on me 
right. helped a lot because then yes. I, in a way I felt like without seeing everybody, I was kind of by myself. So when I'm in the mirror, I could do anything and be as ridiculous as I possibly can. And I'm, I know I'm not embarrassing myself but other than to myself. Right. And that's kind of how I felt on stage because I couldn't see anybody looking at me. So that's what helped, I think, on my end. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I mean, maybe I got a little hypnotized in the lights or something, just staring at him. Yeah, very possible. No, that's what happened to me. It really is a thing. Like, I do not remember. I, I made the choir. Well, like, I was the lead role, but I do not remember auditioning. I completely blacked out and did it. Do well, not remember a thing. I'll stick with hypnosis <laughs> until you figure out what the thing is. Yeah. Hmm. When we figure out the thing. I'll let you know. Okay. I think it's, uh, to be honest, I've heard of that before, but I think it's when you have, when you're, when you're so nervous and you have a fear of something mm-hmm. and you basically force yourself to do it uh, against your own will, I think that in your mind, you, you had it already in your, I guess, already acted out. So like you guys, you guys said you spent a lot of time rehearsing it with each other. Mm-hmm. So you already knew in your head like what you were going to do, but at the time of doing it, you kind of, I think, probably thought to yourself or imagined yourself in a different place so that way you didn't realize what you were doing and freak out or get, or get too nervous and, and – uh, so safe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sense. honestly, I think that's that, – and I, I'm no therapist and your therapist will probably say I'm completely out of it if you bring that up. But that I, I feel like that's a possibility. You know what I yeah. mean? Like sometimes when you're in a place or a position where you don't want to be, you imagine yourself somewhere else and and it helps. It helps make you comfortable. And, you know, I think a lot of people, even in other situations, like who are struggling financially, oftentimes – imagine what it would feel like to win the lottery and have no bills and, and the cars they could drive. And they just imagine themselves in that position. And and I think that is along the same lines as overcoming one of your fears. You know, I think, I think if I ever get the courage, cause I've always wanted to skydive, but mm-hmm. I'm scared to death of jumping out of that plane. But I think eventually I'm going to do it. And, in order for me to do that, I'm just going to have to close my eyes and picture myself on the ground or, or somewhere like my happy place, like happy Gilmore. Yeah. Find your happy place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly. Yep. <laughs> so have you ever done yeah. an I fly before? What is that? It's where you it, indoor skydiving. Yeah. Indoor skydiving. Mm. It was no, fun. Uh, we have one here. Yeah. We have one in Denver and uh, I've never done it. I want to, it, I think, I don't think I've ever done it because I thought for the time that you actually get to do it, I felt was way too pricey. I'm like, I'm not going to spend $300 to be in that thing for a minute or whatever the case was. You know what I mean? I think that's why I've, I haven't done it yet, but it would be fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It's not that expensive here. So we'll check it out, but I would try it just to see if it hurts your back. Yeah. Cause Mm. he can't, he can't ever skydive again because of his back. I never thought about that. I guess when you're fighting against the wind or the air. You're arched. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you're kind of like this, mm-hmm. which yeah. I'm sway back, so it kind of works for me. But, like, if you're not, like, and they'll teach you. I don't, I don't you, bend like, that way. And they teach you how yeah. to move. 
Yeah, you don't move that way. Yeah. Very well. He's like he's more like this, like his 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 legs and just his head. <laughs> <laughs> like your back don't bend in the middle. Okay. Your back don't jiggle oh, jiggle. Yeah. It folds. <laughs> Get it. Go on. Stop. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So Wait. now that we're in a new year, uh, I want to know. Do you guys have goals for this year? Like any goal goals in life that you want to accomplish? I don't know if I'll finish this year, but um, sure. one of my goals is uh, I'm writing a book. So oh, awesome! Yeah, it's gonna be about the time when I get out of the military up until present time. But it's gonna take me through all my alcoholic days. Um, my suicide attempt or my suicide attempts, my standoffs, um, my programs, therapy, treatment. So kind of like, I don't know what you call it. I don't know what you call it. Anyway, short so story. yeah, something like that. Short story. Yeah, I guess like a short story, but I'm working on that and the podcast. I want to keep growing that mm-hmm. and your other goal, you said you wanted to read books. So he already started oh, yeah. reading books. I feel like I haven't read a book since I was in like third grade. And I'm not going to lie. No. <laughs> I feel threatened or I feel intimidated by myself or by a lot of people because I feel like I get stupider every day. And I need to like read a book. So like I don't – so I'm fully retired right now. So I don't work, right? I'm unemployed. So I stay at home. And you don't get a lot of social skills, interaction out in the world. You don't, especially with me, I don't, I'm unsocial, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm very unsocial. How long did it take for, our, for me to talk to you before you were, you had to talk to her the whole entire time? It took a while. But. Uh, when in Vegas? No, yeah, when we first started talking. You were talking to her um, the whole time. <laughs> I was for a little bit. I think you were kind of scoping out the area and I think it was just because, you know, the whole crowd situation with you not doing so well in crowds. But I mean, I didn't feel like you were standoffish really. Yeah. Personally, I didn't, but maybe you well, felt I that way. That. Yeah. yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Just uh, your goals for this year you were saying. Yeah. Oh, your book. Yeah. Um, I'm already reading books. Um, I wanted to start and so I did. Um, no, I had like a lot that I had on my like list that I wanted to read. Um, but then I ended up adding like shorter ones in front because <laughs> so, he wanted to read his own book. So oh, we started yeah, yeah. this yeah. really long book that was 16 hours because we follow along in an audio book. Um, and I'm either looking into like a nutritionist certification or something because my nice. um, weight support group, um, I've had it for about nine months now, but they've lost like a thousand pounds between all of them. Um, and it's not just for weight loss. I have people for weight gain too. So there's three of us in there. I, I need to maintain, so it's good for my accountability, but um yeah, so that'll be exciting. Just the to gym. have a 
Staying at the gym. Yes, and that's our other goal is we've been very active in the gym again. And um, that sounds so cliche. I know, but the gym, but the it, the whole like the mind, body, and soul. It's the whole thing for me. Healing, like so, like our food has completely changed. What do we call it now? It's press Mediterranean. Yeah, but there was like pestrarian. I don't know some weird word. But, um, yeah, we're Mediterranean is how we eat because of Jeremy's food allergies and now my daughter's stuff. So it's like, it's crazy. I don't know. And then, um, I used to be a thicker person. So, you know, I want to get back in the gym cause I lost my booty when I lost all that weight. Oh, bigger booty for 2023. I like it. Well, it was 225 pounds. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I did. Well, I lost it. You know, it was weird. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I love it. I know, but I wanted to. I, I I'm following you a couple of people. Yes, I'm, I'm poop, following a couple uh, poop. people. Poop? No. Sorry, cut that. Cut that out. <laughs> I'm not cutting that. That's My pop went to poop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really into it because now I'm like all into food. Like I'm really, I, I've been reading about it and studying about it. I know about it. Like I'm helping people that have diabetes. Like. All, Jeremy used to be pre-diabetic and he's not anymore f- from his diet. I mean, mm-hmm. all of this is what we eat and yeah. it's just, it's crazy. We feel better than we ever have. You do amazing things. I do. Thank you. you are well, and person. I will tell you when you get that certificate, you're hired. I'm, hiring <laughs> you. I'm serious. Gotcha. Uh, I think, I mean, I honestly, I know a lot about the fitness stuff. I used to bodybuild. But with my injuries and everything else, I've gained weight. And I, that's one thing about my body type I freaking hate. Well, I, it's a love-hate relationship. So I build muscle really easily. So I love that part. Mm-hmm. But I also gain fat really easily. And that's the part I hate. And um, that is also one of my goals this year is to, I guess, I don't want to be a bodybuilder anymore. I just want to get to a healthy, stable point where I'm, I'm happy And, and so that's one of my goals this year. And I also find it to be very cliche, but, uh, I think at 38 years old, it's definitely necessary for me to start, uh, start practicing again. Okay. I'm so glad we were able to do a part two. I remember from part one, my audio got screwed up. So I didn't sound, I was very disappointed in the way my audio sounded you guys sounded great but my audio got screwed up somehow so now that i uh i've learned how to control that i'm excited to not only have a good sounding show with you guys but uh being able to come on here and and uh let everybody know that just because you live in a different state or you don't think it's possible to make friends in other parts of the world it's it's definitely a possibility, and I think uh, we are a proven fact of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and for anybody out there who, whether it's trying to grow on social media or uh, starting a podcast or whatever it is that you want to do, whatever your dream is, keep fighting for it because it is possible. Mm-hmm. And 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 no matter what, you can accomplish it if you put the hard work in and and put the love and passion in that you have for it it will come true you just need to work at it and don't don't take uh, criticism as a negative thing 
use it as a tool to continue building and as advice instead of something negative, use it as advice to help yourself grow and make your content better. Yeah. I agree. I like it. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I can't thank you enough for having us back on. So for sure. It was oh, fun. Of course. I love it. Honestly, like in a way I wish we could all start a podcast together. I think <laughs> that would be cool. I think we, we could tell some time. cool stories. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know the time that's where, that's where it's at. Maybe one day though. Yeah. Like I said, it's possible that you might be moving to Colorado at some point. So Gosh, maybe we can so. uh, make that happen. Yep. That would be great. Cool. Cool. Well, you guys take care and we'll talk soon. All All right. right. Thanks, Kev. Bye. Bye. Tick talking. Tick talking with Kevin Hughes. Hey, hey. How fun was that? And I hope you guys are going to check out Jeremy and Carrie's podcast, Surviving Your Mind. Once again, that's on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. So please go check it out. I know you guys will enjoy it. And they are there to help people. It's amazing. And, and they talk about what they have gone through since the military. And I'm just so happy that they came on and were so vulnerable to share their information and what's happened. And those two are just amazing people. I'm so happy to call them my friends. It's just, it's always good to talk to them. Whether it's on the show or just a phone call or through text, it's always good talking to them. And I hope you guys enjoyed this show. And you know, next week I'm going to have another fantastic guest right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. So if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.